I get and roasted, so Rachel. I got to admit my one that people still roast me for. It was, I was a very zealous Christian <laughs> youth group girl. Let's go. And my screen name was Use Me God. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love Listen, it. I Ricky, love it. This is, I'm sorry you had to hear that. But I just oh, wanted God to use me and hey, look at where I am now. And you know what? You let everyone else know. Won't also. he do it? Won't he do it? Hello, friends, and welcome to the Gnome Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today I am so excited because we are kicking off a new series. We are looking at the Enneagram, talking to women from each Enneagram type, and seeing how we can use it as a tool to get to better know each other, know ourselves, know our friends, and just be better, well-rounded people all around. Today, we are starting with probably the most adventurous Enneagram, the Enneagram 7. I interviewed Rachel Mahana on all things Enneagram seven. So let's check it out. Oh, welcome back to the Known Podcast. I am so excited because we're doing an Enneagram series and I wanted to start with what is arguably the most fun Enneagram number. We have an Enneagram seven in the house. Let's go. If you're listening right now and you're an Enneagram seven, make some noise in your car. I bet I can almost predict, Rachel, that we just there was just some whoop whoops. Oh, it was already happening. That were happening. For sure, guaranteed. Out there in the podcast world. Absolutely. <laughs> Rachel Mahana, welcome to the Known Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is truly such an honor to get to come and be a part of this. Oh, please. We are honored to have you. Rachel, I know you, love you well. We work together at Access Church. But for our listeners who may not know you, can you tell us 30 seconds of who you are? 30 seconds of who I am. Uh, my name is Rachel. I am a wife. I've been married for 14 years to an, my amazing husband, Sean. Um, we love doing ministry together, and he truly is my better half. Uh, he keeps me rooted. And then I am a mother of three girls. Yay. We are team girl, girl squad all the time. <laughs> um, they are, Ellie is 10, Ava is 7, and Emma, my sweet baby bookend, is 5. Yes. Okay. And Rachel, because it's the Gnome Podcast, we're going to ask you, do you have any pets? Oh, pets. Goodness. <laughs> I do. I do. I have one dog, and he is precious shout out milo uh, milo milo if you're listening we love you i <laughs> promise said, sometimes it may feel like we don't because just keeping the humans alive is enough in my house milo said whoop whoop <laughs> he did he, he barked we he felt it he's a little yorkie so i don't know if he really qualifies as a dog or not yeah he looks more like a rat but oh, we, we love him anyways you're seen and known as well milo he we're is. sorry um rachel you are an enneagram seven you're a seven yes okay Give us like your understanding of what does it mean to be an Enneagram 7? Do they have one word that's like they are the blank? We are the enthusiasts. Ooh. So you should feel that from the beginning. That's and it such is a fun so true. Word. Yes. The enthusiast. Okay. What are core things that you think define an Enneagram 7? Now, this doesn't even have to be like things about you, but like for your understanding of the number 7, yeah. what are your things? What are the things? So it's so good. So in Enneagram 7, and, and in a lot of ways, um, the one of the biggest defining points, and, and I think when we talk about the Enneagram in general, it's what kind of makes it different from a lot of different personality tests or assessments and things like that. It's so much more internal. It's more about mm. like how we see ourselves and work through things um, internally than it is necessarily how 
we relate with people externally. Okay. And so I think that when it comes to that and looking at our numbers and how we relate in things, um, a lot of it's like our internal motivations. Mm. Um, And so with a seven, one of the biggest things is um, we is, is honestly, uh, let me think of the right way to say this, but like, so she's so enthusiastic right now. I'm so enthusiastic. That now she's I'm looking just like, for the what right do I no, Go, go, go. I'm sorry. No. Um, so they're going to avoid pain at all costs. So that really is um, when it comes to our approach to how we choose things. We want to avoid pain at all costs. Wow. Um, Rachel, okay. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. about Enneagram Seven. Oh, it's so true, and then, and and they are they look for silver linings and everything. So oh. we're we are just blatant optimists when it comes to how we approach things. Oh. And so with that, to the rest of the world, that often looks like oh, they're always so optimistic. They always wow. have a great thing to say. They're so excited about and about any situation. It's so hard to get them down. But the kind of the negative side of that is ultimately the motivator to that a lot of times is trying to avoid pain. Wow. And so I can put a silver lining on it ultimately so I don't have to acknowledge that this is hurtful Ooh. or that this is painful. Okay, this is great because I've already learned something today. Good. Um, because when I think of sevens, I think I tend to think of like, y'all are going to be down. Oh yeah, so we're totally like, down. Yeah, so like if I'm like, Rachel, tomorrow we're going, yes. we're going bungee jumping. Like I feel like, I mean, I'm not going bungee jumping, so this would not happen. But hypothetically, if you needed like a partner, an adventure partner. We are always down. But here's the thing though, like I'm down for tomorrow. Yeah. But if if you ask me for next week and certainly not next year i'm totally not down or or better yet i will keep it open of like oh yeah that sounds super awesome i would totally probably be down yeah yeah but i want to keep my options open oh. until it's actually go time okay so you guys are not necessarily you live in the moment we want we totally want to live in the moment and we want our options open so wow so commitment is often really difficult for a seven wow and it comes from that idea of um, it's that fear of missing out. We have FOMO so bad. Wow. Um, we want to be available for that spontaneity. We so value okay. that opportunity to be spontaneous. I love that. Um, but with that, it's very hard to kind of settle into those long-term commitments, yeah. whether that's work, whether that's relationships, yeah. whether that's like friendships, um, so that we are kind of available wow. for that moment. That okay, moment I have to jump. bring it up. Yeah. Like, not because this is your shameful past. I think this is an awesome past. Like you literally joined the circus. Yeah, let's like, go. Because I'm down for it. Let's this go. might be the most Enneagram 7 thing that I've ever heard. You were like an aerial performer. I was. And it was such a fun experience. I don't think any other aerial performer yeah. has ever been anything but an Enneagram 7. Like, how I, you know, could you I be? think it is definitely required. No. How could you? I mean, yeah. Like, how did that even come about? No, it was so fun. Um, I come from a theater background. Yeah. And so starting in like fifth grade, I was all about that was I lived and breathed theater, yes. which again is a total seven thing yeah. looking back because um, because again, it was it was always something new. So I could commit to a show but it only took about three months. <laughs> yeah, it was only a three-month commitment, okay. and I was learning something new every single, um, every single rehearsal. And then it was like, okay, now what's new? What's next? I get to Ooh, change. Okay. Um, so we love change. We love jumping into that. So I come from this theater background, and in high school, I had hang this, on. I'm so sorry. We have to stop. You love change. I love change. Sevens love change. Wow. We are totally okay. down to go I'm scared and change. Just saying right. that. Like that is. I don't like change, and that is beautiful. Yes. Because like, 
how he- that sounds so healthy to me to let well it change. is healthy there's because there's that there's that line of yeah. also because it can super be unhealthy too okay sometimes okay. we change just for the change sake of too change. much oh yes. okay okay and we can get bored bored is a scary word okay um, i interrupted you but i had to stop because i was like wait they love change yes oh my gosh okay keep going i'm sorry no so good and so in high school, I had this opportunity um, to be in Hamlet, which you would never yes. think circus would come out of Shakespeare, but it was this random play within a play part. And my Ooh. director decided, let's make this this grotesque circus sequence. <laughs> and so it was it was this crazy kind of connection, but we hired a company um, all the way from Michigan, we're in Florida, uh, that came in and cast me for the role. And then from there... I got this amazing opportunity wow. to travel all over the U.S., all over Canada. No way. Um, to get to perform. Um, I did aerial acrobatics. So I specialized in aerial silk and lira, which is like the hoop. Um, <laughs> partner acrobatics. I think sounds engineering. Ricky used to do that a little bit, right, Ricky? Yeah. yeah. yeah Ricky. I, I, thought I, I thought I knew you. I thought <laughs> I knew you by from Ricky somewhere. Ricardo. Let's go. <laughs> well, that, so I feel like you could only have done that if you were... Up for spontaneity. Absolutely. How it, long did that last? It, so I did that for about five years professionally. No and so all the way through um, through the end of high school and then all the way through college. And then so cool. it lasted about the first year of my marriage. And then it was like, hey, you know what? Like being gone every single weekend yeah. is not the greatest when you want to come home to your husband. Wow. Okay. So speaking of marriage, I was going to bring that up because the whole reason we're doing this series is we're going to talk about the relational aspect of Enneagram and the how we relate to the Lord aspect. Because first of all, if anybody's listening and you find offense in the Enneagram or you think, well, this is not, we're not saying this is biblical. We're not saying putting this up there with godly truth, but we see this as a great tool absolutely, in order to understand yourself, how you tick, and then let's help understand each other better. So there's so nothing good. wrong with that. So when you talk about marriage, if you're super into change, if you're super into what's the next thing, was it hard to you you know, hard for you to think of the idea of staying with one person forever till death to us part. That is so good. And and like you said, it is such a great tool. And there's so many things that until I started studying the Enneagram, I didn't even notice about myself. Yeah. And it brought so much clarity, even before my marriage, when I look back to friendship, mm. something that had kind of been a ongoing thing that I had noticed, I just didn't know what to do about it, is this ability to feel like I have friends everywhere, but also oh. nowhere. Wow. Um, of feeling like I never would go into a class or go into a situation and not have all of these great circumstantial friends mm. that I knew that they liked me. I liked them. We got along great. But like nobody that I was calling after class mm. or nobody that really wanted to invite like me to the party. party. Yeah. Like it, it very much, very much like sur- surface yeah. friends. Like you, were I didn't grieve friend. the loss of a whole new class the yeah. next year because I didn't have any really deep relationships, mm. and so I did, and I didn't know how to do that. I would see other people that have all these lifelong friends, and here I lived in the same city my whole life, and yeah. I just I don't have that in the same way, and so I never really could figure that out. Dating relationships, I used to joke that like I I was like the three week. Like I never had a relationship that went past wow. three weeks because it was kind of like, oh no, like this is fine. Nope, this isn't it. Um, in, in what you said earlier about pain, yeah, is it? Do you think the fear of going too deep with someone means then they have the ability to hurt you? I think that real life is messy mm. in general, and yeah. so if you're going to do real life with someone, that means it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine. Wow. And mm. when it does get 
messy. Yeah. I think my natural tendency is to put a bow on it, Mm. to grab one of my pretty silver linings and throw it on there and avoid the situation. Wow. And so, but unless it's another seven, yeah, they're not wanting to avoid it, but they need right. someone to be present in the moment with them. Oh, wow. And that's a real like growth point for a seven wow. trying to be healthy is to be present in the moment of yeah. pain instead of just avoiding it. Yeah. And so when it comes to like romantic relationships, um, my husband, Sean, he's, he was the when we hit, I think three months was officially my longest relationship. <laughs> and I was like, all right, babe, this this is it. Apparently yeah, yeah, we are yeah. If I in stuck for out for keeps. three months, yeah. <laughs> so it was, wow. it's definitely like a conscious decision. Yeah. And we, we have to live in that. A lot of yeah. times he's so great at telling me, hey, Rachel, I need you to stop mm. and like be present in this moment wow. um, and really step into that. And he's a strong enough leader yeah. that, that that was it, that is his gifting like yeah. he can call me to that and um and we really we have to live there sometimes wow okay so if you were you know you're you guys are always looking for the silver lining you're always trying to put a bow on things so what makes you go dark then like what is the thing that it flips to for you for you know not even just for you but i mean for a seven like what does it take then to get you guys truly rattled um is it you know, being stagnant? Is it things like that? Like, what is it then that's going to make a seven go dark? And how do you guys respond in those moments? So there's a lot of different, and I think everybody's probably a little bit different. Some of the common things for a seven are things like anxiety. Mm. They really do struggle with anxiety, um, excess energy, um, things that like what happens when you do get bored or bogged down Mm. in something that is more ongoing than you would probably choose yeah. to be. Um, we can't just change everything in life. Sometimes um, things just sit and settle and you have to be there. Um, and so with those, I think that we can, in the relationships that we have chose to stay, yeah. stay in, I think that that's usually what is the trigger for that, mm. of not allowing us to move outside of that. Okay. And so it's kind of that that forced moment of you have to deal with this now. Yeah, like I can't walk um, away from my kids. I can't right, walk away from my marriage. Right. So now this means I have to, I don't like this. There is no silver lining, but yeah, what am I going to do? I have to live here. <laughs> okay. And so that can go. And so so what, and I think that like a, like a typical seven, what they say is like those deep struggles that what happens in that moment, how do they respond to that? Mm. Is they do often struggle with addiction. Wow. And so that's something that you see a lot. There was a book that I read and um, he said, I've never seen so many sevens as like sitting around an AA meeting. Really? Um, Because that is. So once we do have to get that, because ultimately that's just another form of avoidance, right? Wow. Is I'm trying to now, I have pain and I can't just think think my way out of it because we are a part of the like, the head triad. Yeah. So we are thinkers. So usually we can think wow. our way around the pain, but if we have to actually live in it, then we start self-medicating. Ooh, wow. And so that could be all kinds of different things. That could be alcohol, drug, relationships. Wow. Um, that's something that like personally I've sat with and said, okay, well, what what is my yeah. what is my addiction that yeah. I am trying sort to self-medicate? Sort of like your avoidance route. And anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a it's a, I'm an escapist when it comes mm. to it. So um, I'll throw in a good like um, fiction book. Yeah. And so instead of sitting by myself and thinking through and dealing through things, wow. I could look like I'm sitting by myself, but I am totally listening to an audiobook yeah, and yeah, yeah. living somebody else's perfect wow. fantasy life. 
Wow, that's this is so good, Rachel. I'm I'm learning so much. Okay, so let's bring it to where it matters the most. Okay, in your relationship with the Lord, if you know the principle and the core of Christianity is this deep commitment where we are literally coming to die and saying, okay. "I crucify myself and I I die with you, Lord, because I want to live the life you have for me." Some of that, I think, would appeal to a seven because life with God really can be an adventure, right? Like, you don't know what you're signing up for. You say yes. And he's like, I could bring something new tomorrow. And for you, that sounds exciting. Like, whereas to me, that sounds horrifying. (laughs) Right. Right. But what then would be like, I guess, the core things that as a seven, let's start positive. What are the things you shine with then where it comes to relationship with God, um, you know, and strengths in that way. Yeah. I think, and this is personal. I don't know if this is every seven, but one of the things that I am so thankful for really does stem from that faith of that Mm. provision. Um, I know in our own life, there's been several times through our life where everything we thought we built just crumbled. Mm. And we really truly did not know what tomorrow was going to look like. And those are those moments that I can look back to and say like, I never in that moment though, like I never had a doubt that God was going to take care of us. I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I had complete assurance Mm. that we were going to be okay. And I think, whereas like, I think my husband who is an achiever, yeah. He was like, no, I need to know what the right. plan is and like, what is okay exactly? How yeah. do we define okay? And I'm like, oh, it's fine. We're going to be like, God's going to take care of our needs. So it's almost like this. you guys have like the gift of faith almost. Yes. Wow. And I think that that is a huge part of it. I love that. On the flip side, with that, there is this level of like really, truly believing that God will take care of my mm-hmm. needs to the extent even like emotionally hmm. that I I have to believe that not only will he just figure out the activities of tomorrow, yeah. but I will be cared for wow. tomorrow. Wow. That he really is in control yeah. and um, I can trust him to do that. Wow. This is, I love this so much. I feel like maybe I've been guilty of and not for you as a person, but I mean just of maybe underestimating sevens. And oh, I don't yeah. mean underestimate in like a, oh, whatever, but just being like, oh, sevens, they're fun. Oh, yeah. But like, he's a class see- clown tendency. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But like seeing all these layers of like the avoidance of pain or yeah. like you guys have such a great gift of faith. It's like we need sevens. We need our sevens there in ministry too, who are like, yeah. hey, you guys want to do this and believe for 10,000 people, I'll believe with you. Great. Let's do it. You know, like, I love that so much. What do you think is um, so scary about pain? Like, why do you think there's an avoidance of it so much? What would happen if you faced pain, in other words? That's so good. I think there's... We're doing therapy. Lay down, Ultimately, no, it really does. I'm like, I just lay down on this couch here. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think pain is painful, obviously, for everyone. (laughs) Um, but we I could think quote you that, on that. Yeah. <laughs> part of it is just this idea of there is an unknown element. And while we mm. like change and we like the unknown, yeah. it's still somewhat in our control because mm. I've got to choose okay. what what I have said yes to. So That's I'm down cool. for a lot of things, but I still have this choice control yeah. when it comes down to it. And so when when we are leaning into our pain, there's like an there's this deep vulnerability Ooh, of yeah. allowing you to see the non-perfect yes. parts of me, I have to kind of strip away those silver linings that we talked yeah. about. That comes really, back to that surface um, level thing. Yes. 
to go deep, to sit yeah. deep in those moments. Wow. Um, and realizing there's some things in life that, heck, there are no bows for. Right. There's painful things that I will never understand. Right. There's sad things that just make no sense, that are Absolutely. purely tragedy. And that's hard for anyone, but let alone somebody who is geared towards optimism. Right. Yeah. And and like you said, like that the don't make sense. Yeah. Like, I think that that's, that's so huge, especially for a seven- because again, we are thinkers. Yeah. Um, we 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 rationalize. We're amazing at spinning mm-hmm. any kind of um, situation. They're great debaters. Yeah. Um, I am totally prideful. Uh, like I'm totally <laughs> like um, I've been sinful in that way of thinking like, oh, I can debate my way out of anything. Yeah. Um, like it was a great thing. But um, it's that idea of like I can think through this. And so when we do have to face something that we really can't mm. think through. Um, that is beyond our understanding or ability to kind of just come come out of it in a different wow. direction. Um, it's that's hard. That wow. feels really hard. I love this. Um, okay, so what I'm hoping, Rachel, is that our listeners aren't just going to their number and listening yeah. to that one because here's the joy of Enneagram friends or any personality test. It's that. You know, Jason and I always say this, uh, a message isn't a message until it's sent and received, right? So if Mm -hmm. I send you a text, but then I forget to hit send, well, you didn't get the message. So it can't, doesn't count. I can't be like, no, I told you. But well, no, it's not given until it's given and received, right? So the same is for personality. If I stopped and said, I know my Enneagram number, that's great. Then I miss out on the joy of finding out what my spouse, my kids, my friends around me, what is their number? How do they want to receive love? So I'm hoping that people are listening. And you know, if you're not a seven, you love a seven, you know a seven. Tell us this, how can we best love our friends that are seven? I love that. How to love a seven. (laughs) You should, everyone needs a seven in their life. Yes. Yes, I no, agree. I say that as a seven, and I need so many of the other ones right, in my right. life. Um, but I think that part of part of it is even what you just said, like seeing a little bit deeper, because we mm-hmm. do come off somewhat superficial. Um, we can some of the negative words are like flaky, mm. uh, class clown. We talked about that. Um, they are super enthusiastic and stuff, but the truth is, is so much of that is motivated intellectually, mm. and so. Knowing that if your seven friend is not uh, maybe RSVPing to a party or because that's that's something I'm telling you, I struggle with. Oh, my gosh. Um, if it's too far out, I like if I know it's a no, then I can do it quickly. But right. I'm like, oh, am I committed? Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think that knowing where that comes from, allowing that conversation that's of great. like of allowing them sometimes an out is huge yeah. because they can get way too socially or mm. we can get way too um, socially invested Mm. or like over, just overextended. And so um, if you have a seven in your life, shoot them an invite, but, but also because they want the invitation, Yeah. but also just knowing that their yeses can come super fast and easy, but they also might have to back a little bit. So even in the way that you invite them to things, just letting them know like, Mm. Hey, um, there's no pressure here. But I would love for you to be a part yeah. of it. That's a huge one. Um, also, when when those messy times come, calling them to something deeper mm. is huge. I think back to one of a uh, close friendship I had all the way back in college. And it was it really has been. I had to follow up with her years later. I remember her mom dying mm. unexpectedly. And it was this super tragic experience. And she was probably one of my best friends at the time. 
And I had no idea mm. what to do. Wow. Because your seven wants to fix things. Yeah. We want you to feel good. And there's no fix for that. And there's no fix for that. Yeah. Really what she needed was a friend wow. to sit and weep and mm. be in a very difficult moment with her for a very long time. And, and that sounds, I, from what I understand about the seven, like oh, nightmare for you. I, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Wow. And so I remember being really good in like the first weekend. Okay. And then disappearing. Wow. And so that that carried so much guilt for years until mm. I called her out of nowhere. And she was like, what are you even talking yeah. about? And I was like, I didn't love you well in that. Wow. I just didn't. I didn't. I was. I didn't know how to. I love this and awareness. So That's awesome. When you have that seven in your life and, mm. and you, whether they're going through it or you going through it, knowing that they ultimately want to be better. Yeah. Or hopefully, hopefully they yeah. do want to be better. I guess we're all trying yeah. to be healthier. Um, but knowing that that is that's difficult, and sometimes so good. we have to even articulate what we want. Better, wow! Um, in those moments. Oh gosh, that was. I feel like that was phenomenal because that was teaching me a lot just then. And I love the awareness, but I love for that. Hopefully, maybe even someone today, Rachel, was listening and they felt maybe something similar. Maybe they thought, "Man, where'd this friend go on me? You know, yeah. what is going on?" And hopefully there could be a healing that happens that like the love could be just as strong, just as much there. Okay. And it truly wasn't even something intentional. It was just like a struggle. But I love this. I love our seven friends. I am so grateful to you. I've learned from you today, Rachel. Oh, I am you. so grateful for this. And um, friends, I hope you'll keep digging. Have great conversations. Uh, just like Rachel and I today, all we did was sit down to talk, keep doing it. And maybe we could find out a little better how to love God and love one another. And that would be the best. So Rachel, thank you for thank joining you. us today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my it gosh. Anytime. Joy. Anytime. I mean, I'll tell you anytime, but I'm not going to ask you for like months in advance because now okay, I know but that now, would be stressful. Like, yeah. Call me the day of, right? I'll tell you the day of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on. Exactly. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Rachel. And friends, we'll be right back with more of The Known Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Gnome Podcast. My thanks to Rachel Mahana for being my guest. I know I learned a lot. I think I had truly been underestimating Enneagram 7s, and I'm so glad we had our talk today. If you want to find out more about us, Known, The Known Conference, you can always find us online on Instagram at Known Ladies. We hope to see you at the conference this year, October 6th and 7th. And we'll be back next week with more of The Known Podcast. We'll see you then.